Welcome to AM Best Audio. We're here today at the 18th SIRC in Singapore. Joining me today are Ms. Rachel Turk, Group Head of Strategy at Beasley, and Mr. Lucien Monier, who is Head of Asia Pacific at Beasley as well. Welcome both of you. Thank you for having you. us. Oh, Rachel, you're fairly new to your role and to Asia. What is your impression of this region? Um, so I took over responsibility for Asia-Pac as the executive sponsor um, sometime earlier this year. And I knew from afar Asia was quite vibrant, that there was a lot of growth potential. But being able to come here today um, has been absolutely fantastic because I've seen such a buzz of excitement around and about the conference, really highlighting how much growth potential that there is. Um, and it's also really validated that we talk about Asia-Pac as a region but actually there's an awful lot of differences within each of the countries and the jurisdictions. And so it's really shown that a one-size-fits-all approach doesn't work, but that there's an awful lot of growth opportunity here. So it's been brilliant to come out and see that for myself. Lucien, could you share an assessment of the specialty insurance market over the past year and in the lead up to the renewals? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, market's been growing. We've been seeing more demand for the products that uh, we distribute in the region. And as a result, we've been continuing to invest both in existing product and bring depth to our existing teams. But what we've also done is bring a flurry of new products to the region um, in the past few years, and certainly since we last spoke with uh, Invest in 2019. Um, I suppose we can talk about those products now or later, but a few of the things that we've um, brought into the region recently have been uh, cyber, for which we formed a dedicated team, mergers and acquisitions, um, more recently, life sciences, as well as product recall are two more areas that we've invested in. Again, because we're seeing more demand and more interest from across the region. Um, so yeah, it's been an exciting journey um, so far. And um, yeah, been good. <laughs> well, back you mentioned cyber and that yes. is one very hot topic. It continued, the risks continue to grow. And pricing still apparent, apparently is still in nascent stages of development. So um, what is Beasley doing in this area and what are your thoughts? Should I take that one first from a global perspective? So uh, thinking about it globally, we've, we're very confident in our mm -hmm. cyber proposition. And I think part of that is because we have not just cyber insurance, but the services or the ecosystem that goes alongside it. So being able to help clients um, mitigate or reduce their chance of having a cyber breach. So all of the pre-loss services, as well as then dealing with the aftermath, of they have a breach. So when you add all of that ecosystem along with an insurance product, I think we have a really strong cyber offering and we're very confident with where it's positioned in the market and the clients that we have. So we're very bullish on growth and our ability to grow. We also expect the cyber market um, globally, you're seeing a shift in cyber insurance from it being a um, nice to have purchase to becoming a necessity mm -hmm. purchase given that given what the market's doing and so i think there's just the huge demand growth for cyber insurance generally which is something that we want to lean into globally across the organization i'll let lucian talk a little bit more about the asia pack yes. specifically uh, yeah absolutely so i mean it's commonly kind of accepted that um this market for cyber in asia is a few years behind the market in europe and europe itself uh, a few years behind uh, the us I think our journey here for cyber started roughly five years ago. And since then, we've been investing in people and we have a team of two at the moment, but we've also been growing the book um, and doubling it about every year. Um, so it's been an interesting journey. At the moment, what we're seeing in this region is that mostly large corporations are buying and that we're starting to see a little bit more interest from companies in the mid-market as well as SMEs. 
When it comes to markets, we've had um, some good traction success in Singapore as well as Hong Kong. And outside of that, in Southeast Asia, um, very good traction in the Philippines as well as Thailand, which were not countries where we necessarily expected um, such growth. Um, outside of those, fairly mature markets in North Asia. The rest of Southeast Asia is still very nascent, but we're finally starting to see some demand as well from Vietnam, which is quite exciting. Well, just a little bit more on cyber. Um, do you think that it's important for regulation to first be there before the cyber market can actually take flight? Or is it something that you know insurers must push for regulation? I think it's a combination of the two. I think the regulation is very important, but I think insurers have um, a huge amount of influence mm-hmm. um, and experience and knowledge that they can help the regulators to improve the regulatory environment. So I view it much more as a collaboration between the regulators and the insurance industry rather than either one side leading the way. Okay. I mean, interestingly, regulation around the region that we've seen implemented in Singapore, for example, or the one that you know, in Thailand most recently, um, tend to focus predominantly on privacy. Mm. Um, however, a lot of the losses that we've been seeing in the past few years have been focused on first party losses, things like ransomware. And ransomware is quite agnostic to regulation. Um, And so this has been interesting in Asia, where um, clients typically um, are more interested and more focused on first party um, coverage than they are on third party. So to some extent, I think we've seen growth in the cyber market irrelevant of regulation in some of the countries, simply because uh, ransomware has been such a, a big thing in this region as well. Apart from cyber, which other areas of specialty insurance um, is Beasley focusing on for Asia Pacific? Um, so as mentioned earlier, we've um, invested in and grown quite a few teams over the past three years. Yep. Uh, mergers and acquisitions has been a very interesting one for us. Mm-hmm. And uh, at this point in time, I think roughly a third of our global book is in Asia Pacific. Uh, started with a team of one in 2019, team of two in 2020, team of four now. So um, we're on a roll and, and it's been a team that's really been kind of spreading its wings and developing, which has been lovely. Um, we've invested in surety. We're seeing vibrant surety treaty markets uh, in China in the Philippines uh, and a few other territories. We've invested in life sciences, where we've released products ranging from miscellaneous medical products to virtual care, which effectively is a cover that allows um, any type of company that operates at the intersection of medicine and technology to get sort of a holistic package of liability insurance. Um, What else? Product recall, most recently. Um, Another area where there's fairly limited capacity, a lot of demand, and where we have quite broad appetite. So it's been an exciting journey, and now we're looking forward to what else to do next. Rachel, um, what would you say or what would you see the challenges for underwriters who are looking to expand in this region? Um, So I think taking the perspective from a group perspective of 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 an international insurer, Business is transacted differently here than it is, um, you know, and my background is uh, working in the US market. And mm-hmm. so the way I describe that is um, you, uh, in, in order to build relationships in the US market, so I worked in Lloyd's, but through the US, um, you do the deals and then the relationships come on the back of that. And I think the Asian market works slightly differently in that you build up a relationship and, and then you get the deal flow. So there's a part of um, 
help Asia, you know, the Asia Pacific region, helping to educate sort of the, the groups that might not be headquartered here to understand that the different way of doing business. And I think that's really important because there's an awful lot of growth potential, but it's you just need to understand that maybe, you know, just that even just that relationship piece, even then when you come on to potentially, you know, travel requirements when we're thinking about carbon budgets and greenhouse gas emissions, actually maybe there's a, just a different way to transact business. And I see that's one of the challenges for the region. And I think one of the reasons that we've, that I took over as executive sponsor for Asia Pack was having that group strategic perspective. We have a two-way flow of information. So I can help, you know, the Asia Pack team, you know, develop the sort of the Asia, the, the region for Beasley in line with what the group's goals are. But I also get a lot of feedback as to how maybe the group strategy might need to be nuanced based on what the region requires. So I think it's very valuable to have that feedback loop coming back up to a group function. Lucian, there's a lot of talk of sustainability in the market and, you know, when it comes to business practices, what are your plans like for the coming 12 months and how does sustainability actually factor into these plans? I'm going to have to have Rachel start on that one and sure. I'll give you some local context. <laughs> Um, sustainability is is fundamental for for what we need to do as a, as an industry, and I think but we need to be clear when we're talking. People are using sustainability interchangeably with ESG, interchangeably with climate yeah. risk, and they're actually all quite different things. But if we think more on the climate risk piece, um, there's obviously, as I, as I mentioned, um, business travel. You know, we've committed to a 50% reduction in our greenhouse gas emissions um, from the 2019 baseline. Right, so so that means that we will be reducing business travel based on pre-COVID travel levels, which were possibly mm -hmm. elevated really from what we actually needed to do anyway. Um, but a, for me, there's a, a lot of a lot of the, a lot of what we should be doing about sustainability is thinking about the opportunities. So yes, there's regulatory returns that we need to do. We need to do ESG returns. We've been under the CBES regime with the PRA in the UK, which was um, quite significant embedding financial climate risk making sure climate risk is embedded into the rating models. All of that piece absolutely has to be done to ensure that we're um, really uh, pricing for and understanding the risk. But coming out of that understanding and the data gathering that you do and asking the right questions of the clients comes the opportunity piece, which is far more exciting, which is, well, how do we help clients transition to a low carbon economy? What are the products that might be required to do that? What are the services that we can wrap around that to help that transition? And so that's an awful lot of what we're doing. We're doing, we're probably on a data gathering fact finding at the moment with a view to making this much more about opportunities and, you know, whilst cognizant and dealing with the risks, but trying to um, position it, especially for our underwriting population as being a positive rather than, um, it all feeling like it's um, a risk issue. Shin. Yeah, no, and I suppose, I mean, as kind of Rachel alluded to earlier, um, that's where our local team comes in and is able to provide intel from the ground. That's really, you know, our value effectively. We have a team here who understands the lay of the land, people who come from various countries of the region, and we're able to provide that feedback loop and take group strategy and hopefully make it our own as well for the region. This has been very insightful. Thank you, both of you. I am Donset for AMBest TV. Looking to get the full attention of the insurance industry? We have the platforms that will do just that. Whether it be AMBest TV, AMBest Audio, Best Review Magazine, or Best Day. Find out more by calling AM Best Advertising Sales at 908-439-2200, extension 5399, and have a great day.